Hello, I am Stephanie Luo. Welcome to Surface Time, Confessions of a Diving Junkie. I hope that you have enjoyed the dialogues in Series 1. I have enjoyed producing this podcast. It has allowed me to catch up with old friends and make new ones. The connections were instant with all of them. And it is all thanks to the shared passion for the ocean water and nature. Likewise, scuba diving is simply a nice icebreaker. For each interview, I asked my guests this question. If we swap seats, so you're the host of the podcast and I'm the interviewer. Um, what question would you have for me to answer? And they all asked me really good questions. Some of them I could answer instantly. However, a couple of them I actually need the time to contemplate. Like this one from Margaret Murphy. Oh, that's a good question. Because the name of the podcast, it's surface time, right? So you're thinking about conversations. I'd ask about some of the memorable conversations you've had at, during surface time. So who have you met? Who have you sat? And one of the things, even as a reluctant diver, is of course on all of the things we do with hiking and climbing and everything food is the ultimate goal right i people are like oh it's amazing you've done all these like hikes i'm like no you don't understand the only reason i did those things was so i could eat a lot afterwards that is when food tastes the best when you're on a dive trip you come up your body's cold and you you know you get off the boat you go shower and you're freshened up and then you get to just like tuck into a giant plate of something wherever you are diving is the best and then again as you say with this topic of this podcast and then if there's friends or other new friends there that you've been diving with and you could talk about what did you see and oh did you see this thing and oh this weird thing happened but as you say especially at night once the day is over then people really start to talk more broadly about life stuff and kind of what's going on so i think that would be my question to you is do you have a memorable surface time conversation that you'd want to share i'd be interested to hear who were you talking with where were they from was it people you knew was it new friends what were you talking about was there a time when a topic came up that you didn't expect you'd be talking about or just an unusual interaction or a great story or anything like that First, Margaret has definitely pointed out the most important goal, food. Food is always the ultimate goal. In any event, if I were to pinpoint a single memorable dialogue, then I would say the moment that I share with Audrey and Yannick in Bali, where I met them when I was doing a dive safari across Bali early this year. We were having dinner after a night dive in Chilomben, sitting in a beautiful Balinese villa, it was breezy. The air had that hinted forest-ish earthy scent. The night dive at USAT Liberty was just spectacular. A must-do for anyone who's in Bali for diving. Naturally, we started with reminiscing the dive that we just did. Did you know Mora Eild and Grouper are hunting bodies? And the night creatures over there were just wild, strange, and cute at the same time. With Yannick being a diving instructor and the general manager of the dive shop on the island, we had quite a lot to talk about, like dive training, safe diving practice, marine conservations, the corresponding experience that he's had recently on the island. And Audrey being a yoga instructor, we were talking about body movement, mindfulness. It was just beautiful sharing the moments together. While we were jabbering away, I was also feeling nostalgic. Kind of got reminded of the other reason for my diving addiction, which is the instant heart opening connections with other divers, sharing our love and passion for the ocean water and life. 
I also realized at that time as to how much I have been deprived of such connection, having been landlocked in Singapore for almost two years. This particular chat was very special because it is the very connections with Audrey and Yannick that has inspired me to produce this podcast. And with that in mind, the question from Sharon Kwok has got me to reaffirm my intention for this podcast. What are the things that inspire you to make you a better person or improve your environment? I think the people elements definitely is key things. The ongoing continuous um, development growth, because when we meet each other, there's always an exchange of energy, or we can use another way of describing the exchange of benefit. So a conversation just between you and me, it may have been me asking you a lot of questions and then you provide a lot of information. In exchange, I'm actually sitting here, learned a lot about life. And I also picked up new knowledges about the conservation, about the parrot. For me, it's more about human development. We always inspire each other, even through snippets of moments of encounters. Given Confessions of a Diving Junkie is the subtitle of this podcast. Both Nico de Rouge and Magnus Akeblom Vika probed me about my own addictions to diving. First, with Nico asking me, I have two questions for you. Is that okay? That's fine. First one, what's the most important thing that you learned from diving and that you wouldn't have learned from anything else? I think it's the willingness to face with your fear and get over it. Mm. How I got into scuba diving was very much driven by the fact that Whilst I was already a proficient swimmer in the sense that I, I swim in a way, it looks as if I've been trained to do competitions for long distance swimming. But then for the longest time, I've had this fear for deep water. It's very irrational. The moment I registered in my head that, oh, I'm not going to be able to touch the bottom my body will freeze. I did not like it. I, I knew well, that it's irrational fear and I really wanted to get over it. And somehow I had this idea thinking that maybe by going scuba diving, I will be able to help myself to get over this issue. And so I went yeah. and took up scuba diving. And the minute I mastered that dive, which is you go down to that two, three meter depth. And then when I grab the first handful of sand from the bottom and surface that fear went. Wow. So I think because we will always have fear of anything. You, you don't know when this creeps out, it creeps out. Yeah. Sometimes you may have inkling idea that, or you may be feeling something not quite right. But once you become aware of it, it's to be honest to yourself and admit, yes, I don't like this. This makes me feel uncomfortable. You, you start to think about what can I do to get over it. Yeah, that's interesting. Then Magnus asked me. If, if we're talking about diving, I'm going to ask, and you've probed me about this, what keeps you diving? Because you got into it for some reason, but uh, if you've done it for a long time, maybe that's not the exact same reason that's keeping you interested in it now and keeps you uh, coming back to diving. What, what keeps your passion going for it? I think there's a lot of things that draw me to diving and then want to keep going. <clears throat> You're right. And what led me into diving, the reason no longer exists. And what kept me going diving is a different story. So what led me 
into diving was that I actually, similar to you, had the irrational fear for deep water. I felt that maybe scuba diving could help me to get over it. I think the scuba diving itself, the training of it really helped me, especially part of the training I did because I follow an OE curriculum and I had a really, really good uh, instructor. He makes sure that I, I'm good at my skin diving skills without the diving gear. Mm. The moment when I duck dive down to about three meter and come back up, that in one continuous uh, calm motion, mm. that's when the fear went. What I then discovered was that calm being the water. Mm. Something about being in a neutral buoyancy in the water that does to our entire nervous system. To me, it helped me to realign. So whatever crap from the daily life, once I'm on the water, it just washes away. Now, going scuba diving, it's like my spiritual retreat. I can't do silence retreat. Dark retreat, forget about that. On the retreat, I detoxing, starving myself to death. No, but scuba diving is why I retreat. Mm. So yeah, that's what kept me going back. That's a good answer. And I, I think it, it's the same for me. That's definitely one of, uh, of the reasons. Even if, if I would skip the whole photography part, I would still go diving just for that. But Nico's second question almost gave me anxiety attack. My, the other question I wanted to ask was, it might be a bit tough to answer, but if you couldn't dive anymore, what would you do instead? Oh my God, that really is a tough one. I, I just love being on the water. So if I couldn't dive, as they the conventional way, I probably will invest to go into the submarine. Oh yeah. And then they're the submissive device that you can go in there, like what the marine uh, researchers go down to the deep. And they, they still can see what's like on the water. Yeah. I, I would still find another way to go on the water. Unless that option is right. no longer That's available to me, then yeah. that would be. <laughs> oh, you're fine. This, this is allowed. This is available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not available. I'll be crying. Thank you. That was tough, actually, but it was, it was fun. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Lastly, I really took time to contemplate and procrastinate over Tony's question because it was probably the toughest one to articulate. 30, 40 years from now, when you look back upon everything that you've done, what do you want to be the thing that you're most happy with in terms of the interactions with nature? Think forward and then look backward. The reason I would ask you that is that's kind of the way I look at decisions. Making a decision is always difficult when you're facing the decision looking forward. For me, it's a lot easier if I jump forward in time and look backward and say, what decision would have made me the most happy at that point in time in the future? And then usually it's very clear because it's usually the most difficult thing to do. 30, 40 years from now, that's a really long timeline. Maybe Tony thought that I'm only 18. Anywho, in 30 years time, I will definitely be a lot older with more white hair and even smile lines around my eyes. And hopefully I will have aged gracefully, still physically and mentally agile and active. In fact, the thought of still being able to go diving at the golden age of 90 plus would be the motivation to keep me on track. Just like that famous 90 year old gymnast grandma in Germany. This also means that I have to do everything in my power 
to stay youthful. It is not only about the body, like keeping it healthy and active. Like one of my gyrotonic instructors, who's in her sixties, and she is literally my inspiration for aging gracefully because her body moves like she's only twenty year old. Aging gracefully is also about the mind and spirit. In thirty years' time, I want to feel enlightened and fulfilled in the sense that I have done my part in influencing people to be more confident about themselves, to be more conscious about their souls, to enjoy life to the fullest. After all, we are all collections of experiences. So, my dear audience. I would like to invite you to ponder, contemplate, and even procrastinate over the same question. Thirty, forty years from now, when you look back on everything you have done, what do you want to be? I would love to hear from you. Please share your thoughts and comment through our community on Telegram. Look for the link below in the episode notes. And that's a wrap for series one. Series two will be launched in late August. You should expect to hear more interesting stories from other divers. In the meantime, stay safe, plan your dive, dive safely. Surface Time is executively produced by Noetic Production and Music by Dress Studio. If you have enjoyed our Surface Time chat, please show us some love and subscribe. And if you would like to share your stories on Surface Time, we would love to hear from you. Please email us to faith at surfacetimechats dot com.